0: Follow Christ first, and there's harmony, closeness, and connection. It happens together. This American Election Day, entanglements like never before. Even with Christians, distance, disharmony, disconnect from Jesus, from each other. On this Election Day in America... Even Christians suffer from being raised, coached, and even marinated in individualism first. We don't get along because we only see ourselves. So as I ask you to join me in praying, thy will be done, may we look beyond this day. May we pray for a more significant day to come, the day, the day of the Lord, the day spoken of in both Old and New Testaments. Isaiah spoke of this special day coming in the latter days, his invitation to get ready, saying, Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This day, even with distress and collusion on earth, the Lord Jesus is coming back soon. His return is certain and near. May that be on our minds. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And can you believe it? It's finally November 3rd, 2020. And as America goes to the polls to choose a president for four years, we're in a series called Be Thou My Vision. There used to be a thrill in the air when presidential elections took place. I remember covering them back when I was a journalist. It was exciting to see the results pour in. Even more exciting to see your candidate win. And even if your candidate didn't win, there was much comfort knowing that there would be peace in a country regardless of the outcome. But this year, there's more of a chill in the air than a thrill. We've already seen violence in streets over the last several months, then through in the pandemic, which has changed the way we're physically voting this year. And both major political parties are saying, this is the most important vote of a lifetime.
1: One side calls for make America great again, and the other side for restore the soul of America. But neither of them are asking what made America America in the first place.
0: I'm sure that caught your ear. That's Dr. Oz Guinness. He's a Christian social scientist and thinker, and he's going to join us in just a moment to help us think about this election, about politics, about society, and who Christians should be looking for today. I'll give you a hint. He's the one who should be dead center in our vision. After this program, I want to share another way you can keep Jesus in your eyesight. It's a new TV series called The Chosen that was created to tell the story of Jesus from the perspective of those who were around him. It's a well-told story showing you life in the first century before and after meeting Christ. For your minimum gift, I want to send you the entire first eight-episode season of The Chosen on two DVDs. After an election season like today, I know you'll be refreshed to watch the story of Jesus changing lives. Right now, more than ever, Christians need to be praying for each other. At the top of our webpage, there is a banner for prayer. Go there and send us your prayer request so that we can be praying for you. And if you want a little help in praying for your leaders, when you call or when you go online, ask for the prayer card, 30 ways to pray for those in authority. We'll send you the prayer card for your gift of any amount. Call us after the program. The number is 800 800- six five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five haven or go to our website and make your gift there haventoday.org haventoday.org and now let's get started on the program with matt boswell
2: let the We shall proclaim the glories of the gospel to explain now we pray our kingdom come and we pray your will
0: the nations be glad taken from scripture a song by matt boswell opening this haven today called be thou my vision i'm charles morris on a presidential election day in america so we're going to washington dc well we're not meeting up with a political commentator we're going to meet up with a christian who's a well-known author and a social scientist dr oz guinness Loz, thank you for joining me again here on Haven Today.
1: Oh, thank you, Charles. It's a great privilege for me.
0: I recall when we had you on our program exactly this time four years ago, I thought that this has got to be one of the most contentious presidential elections ever. Well, I think I was wrong after going through 2020 and this current election. What do you think? You're a scholar. You're my brother in Christ. What are your thoughts on this election day?
1: America is as deeply divided as at any point since the Civil War. And the question is, why? Some blame the president. Some blame social media. Some say it's the coastals, California against the Midwest, and so on. Some say it's nationalists over against the globalists. My argument, my analysis, is that the heart of the division is those who understand America and freedom from the perspective of the American Revolution, and those who understand it from the perspective of ideas that actually come down from the French Revolution. Because things like postmodernism, the sexual revolution, political correctness, and all that sort of stuff, the cancel culture, they come from the heirs of the French Revolution. Now, the American Revolution was largely, but not completely, biblical through the Reformation whereas the French Revolution is decisively anti-Christian and anti-biblical and anti-religious. So what's at stake is actually incredibly important. But many people, the trouble is the difference from, say, 1850, there's no Lincoln in America. What Lincoln did was address the evil of his time, slavery, from the perspective of the Declaration and what he called the better angel of the American nature. And nobody's doing that today. So one side calls for make America great again, and the other side for restore the soul of America. But neither of them are asking what made America America in the first place. And that is where I think our Christian prayers and leadership needs to focus. But there's incredible chaos and confusion in the Christian community, sadly.
0: Mm, I think you've nailed it, Oz. What goes through your mind when you're seeing so much disruption in our society, and even the infighting in the church? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, in terms of American culture, there is what's called a neo-Marxism, not classical Marxism, but a Marxism that came through Gramsci and the Frankfurt School, And Herbert Marcuse was the godfather of the left in the 1960s. But I first came to this country as a visitor, tourist, in 1968. Martin Luther King assassinated. Bobby Kennedy assassinated. 100 American cities were ablaze. And yet the radicals knew they couldn't win in the streets. So they called for a long march. They would need to go around and prevail colleges, universities, the press and the media, the world of Hollywood and entertainment. And then if they won the cultural gatekeepers, they could win the culture and the idea centers of America and eventually win the politics and the cult. Look, 50 years later, they've done it. The cancel culture and all that in the universities. So Christians and conservatives have been outflanked. Now, when you look at the church particularly, many Christians have actually drunk the Kool-Aid without realizing it. Take, say, the horrendous killing of George Floyd. Everyone should say that was wrong, evil, unjust, outrageous. We agree over injustice. Where we disagree is how you address it. The radical left addresses it through power identifying victims, and so on and so on. And you have a power conflict without end, which can only end in authoritarianism, what the Romans call the peace of despotism. The biblical way is to address evil, call for repentance, hope for confession, and forgiveness and reconciliation. All of those are huge words with deep meaning. I'm just saying the word. And then you can have reconciliation with the Lord, human to human, and turn enemies into friends. A feature of the radical left, and even atheists say this, there is no mercy. And, of course, the glory of the gospel is grace, forgiveness, freedom. So every saint has a past and every sinner has a future because forgiveness and freedom... linked. And there are far too many American pastors who drunk the Kool-Aid, and they sound more like the radical left than they do the gospel. Now, sadly, many other American pastors are just confused. They don't know how to vote. I'm not saying I'm English. I never get into partisan politics. But unlike the early church, where Christians had no power at all, In the American Republic, every citizen is responsible for the Republic, and there is no excuse for, say, evangelicals who don't vote. I'm not saying how people should vote. They need to vote their conscience. But every evangelical is a citizen in America, and they should all vote however they choose.
0: Wow. I find that very helpful. Oz, we don't know how this election is going to turn out. Will the votes all be counted tonight? Probably not. Will there even be civil unrest? All I know is that we really need to be praying. I'm curious how you're praying right now. Well, I would
1: say, Charles, in terms of your first question, whoever wins, whoever loses tonight is almost irrelevant to the real issue. The strength of the gospel in the church and whether the American Republic will return to its roots or not. And neither side is particularly close in terms of those two questions. The good thing about the coronavirus, it's shattered the sense of human control through reason, science, technology, management, punditry. We know we're not in control. And the good thing about that is it's turned Christians back to prayer. And thank God for the renewed urgency in praying for repentance and praying for revival. That is the most encouraging thing of 2020. Now, at a secondary level, we've got to challenge the American Republic to go back. What are its roots? What's it about? And you can see that many Americans don't understand. There's no sense of history. There's no sense of first principles. Freedom is at stake. Religious freedoms at stake. So regardless of who wins, the real contest begins. It won't be decided by the winner in the election.
0: All I can say is amen to that. You're listening to Haven Today. We're talking with author and scholar Dr. Oz Guinness. He's a believer in Jesus. Oz, something else I've observed this year is that there is not only division in country, but division within the church as well. Issues like COVID and race concerned many and even younger Christians feel like both parties don't represent their Christian values completely. How do we love each other as Christ has called us to do so when we have so many different political ideas, even in the church?
1: I think it's very important to say that our allegiance to Jesus means we have a oneness in Christ which transcends every other human category there is. The tragedy of American history was the Civil War when churches were divided by politics and the violence. And that scar has been on America ever since. I'm an English-Irish evangelical, My I thank God for Wilberforce. We were the heroes of the abolition. But over here, the scar of the history of the Civil War is still strong. We must not be divided by whatever happens in this election. We are one in Christ, and Christ is above any allegiance to Trump or Biden or any party, whatever. And the same is true in Canada and Europe and all the way around the world. We are first and foremost followers of Jesus.
0: Mm. Another amen to that. How would you suggest that we move forward seeking to bring this sort of heart change or reformation needed within the church as well as in a country?
1: Well, we need to think of our discipleship and then our citizenship. Different questions. We need to examine our own hearts and join the prayer for repentance and revival. We desperately need it. The scandal of the American church. This is the one country in the Western world where Christians are a huge majority, and yet we're thoroughly non-influential in culture. Take our Jewish friends, 2% of America, but they punch well above their weight, intellectually, financially, politically, and all sorts of areas. And we who are a majority, we're called to be salt and light, but we're about the least salty Least light bearing community in America. And that is a scandal. And we need reformation. We need revival, beginning with our own hearts and homes. But then citizenship. We've got to think what is the American Republic? Where did it come from? What are its first principles? What does history mean? What's the importance of civic education? All sorts of very simple questions. Take one. You know, the rabbis say, what did Moses talk about the night of the Passover? Freedom? No. Promised land? No. He talked about children. Because as soon as a project takes more than a single generation, it has to be passed on. You need a school. You need history. And in both the church and in America as a republic, there's a collapse of transmission. So the younger generation don't have the solidity of faith. And younger Americans because of the 1619 Project and things like that, they don't have an understanding what America's about. Faith and freedom both die unless they're passed on with a torch burning brightly. So we need to have a reconsideration of discipleship and a reconsideration of citizenship.
0: Oz Guinness, on that note, I think it would be good for us to pray right now. Would you mind praying for America on this most important election day? Lord,
1: we thank you that in the chaos of our times, you are sovereign and you are merciful. So we ask you to look down in mercy and grace. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. In and through the sin and the division and the chaos, of our country. And we pray for your people, the church. We confess that we are weak and divided and confused and worldly. And we pray that you will restore us to yourself, to a confidence in the gospel and to being the salt and the light that you call us to be. Lord, may the outcome of this day be to your glory alone. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Osgenis from the capital of the United States. Thank you so much for joining us here on Haven Today.
1: My great privilege. Thank you. Should nothing of our
3: efforts stand, no legacy survive, Unless the Lord does Raise the house in vain Its builder's strive. To you who boast Tomorrow's gain Tell me What is your life Amidst that van that dawn Oh. Of- Shall live with us
0: Worship, all glory be to Christ. A haven today in a program called "Be Thou My Vision." A special thanks for Dr. Osgenis being able to join us on the program on this most important day. I really appreciate his heart to encourage us to be active in our communities, devote, but to think biblically about the issues, and to always point us to the true King of Kings, Jesus. And I'd like to help you do the same by watching The Chosen, season one. You can see the story of Christ in a fresh and vibrant way through the eyes of people whose lives had been transformed by him. Matthew, the tax collector, Nicodemus, the Pharisee, Peter, the fisherman. Who were they? And what were they like before they met Jesus? As you watch all eight episodes of The Chosen, you and your family will see your lives In the lives of those around Jesus and have a deeper appreciation of how the gospel truly transforms our lives. So, for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, I'd like to send you the DVD collection, The Chosen, Season 1. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836, 800-65 Haven. Or go to our website and watch some of the excerpts from the series. And after you've done that, you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And I mentioned this when we began, but we still have the 30 ways to pray for people in authority prayer card for your gift of any amount. It's a helpful prayer tool that I think is so important for you to have. But even if you don't want the prayer card, may I encourage you to reach out to us for prayer. You can call or go to haventoday.org and click on the prayer banner at the top of the page. We're here to pray for you. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow, the day after, when again we will be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
4: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We call it comfort food for a reason. And whether it's a chocolate chip cookie, fried chicken, or a pizza, food is one of the places we often look to for comfort. And comfort isn't always healthy. Whether we overeat, overspend, or overindulge in other ways, what we're usually doing is trying to soothe pain with a band-aid solution and covering up hurt doesn't bring healing, sometimes the opposite. Where can you find lasting comfort? From 2 Thessalonians, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. You can get started with Anchor Devotional at getanchor.com.